Are you frustrated because your team doesn't produce quality results fast enough? Stressed out and tired of putting out fires from your team's drama and dysfunction? Welcome to the Drama Free Living Show. This is the show dedicated to helping you and your teams accomplish more with less stress and zero drama. Now, here's your host, Dennis McEntee. Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. I'm Dennis McEntee, and I'm here with Stephen Raul. We're so excited you're here with us today. We've got a great subject to talk about. Stephen, you there, right? Yes, and thank you so much, Dennis, for taking time out on your busy road schedule. I know you're out and about right now with clients, so thanks for taking the time to do that. I, you know, I was so excited to talk about this subject because I think it's going to make a massive difference in helping team members become more creative, more productive, and more proactive. Because, Stephen, don't you find that um, business owners and leaders, like, they get tired of the teams being reactive, right? Always reacting to things instead of, like, gosh, can you just think things through? I mean, what would it be like, Stephen, if people would just think things through, right? Exactly. I, I wonder... Is it ownership? Is it burnout? Is it a lack of focus? Is it a lack of leadership? I really would love to learn from you what you've seen on the road with all the tens of thousands of people that you've worked with. I'd love to know what you think as we talk about this, what some of the causes are, and then also what are some of these solutions that you've you've come up with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I think one of the first things that leaders have to really realize is, you know, uh, what you do flows out of who you are. And, you know, we typically teach what we know or share what we know with people, but we're producing um, who we are. And so I think we first got to look at ourselves and realize that, okay, our teams are a reflection of us. And if we have this lack of ownership and people just being reactive and not taking, you know, proactive actions, and we, we got to kind of look at ourselves and going, what am I doing that sort of is producing that in the in our team instead of you know playing the drama card, which some leaders do, Stephen, and they just end up just blaming their team. You know, they go home and complain to their spouse, right? I mean, how many times does that happen? And crazy thing, Stephen, is that your spouse can't do anything about it other than listen, right? And they never they never married you, hoping that every night at dinner they would get to listen about all your energy drains and how bummed you are. Everybody's here because we're actually going to talk about some solutions about what to do that instead of, you know, always going back and complaining to our spouse. Because really, they, they typically don't have answers for us anyway. So let's kind of dive into some ideas. Sounds great. So, so, so here's – let's share with them the drama-free question matrix. I think that's probably, you know, the key skill and sort of the key tool that we've seen leaders use in our work that has really helped them take more ownership. And, and you know what's interesting, Stephen, about a question? Here's something really powerful. Do you realize that your brain can't ignore a question? I, I mean, Stephen, look outside right now, and let me just ask you, is it, is it sunny or cloudy? No, yeah, it's cloudy. It's cloudy, right? Now, now, you can choose not to answer my question, but what did your brain do when I asked you that question? Yeah, it was so interesting. I just rapid fire went, do I really want – it was so interesting. My brain went, do I really want to answer this well, look out the window, and then I was like compelled. I'm sitting here looking out my office window. I'm like, well, I guess it is cloudy. It was, it's that is powerful. I I actually could not avoid it. That was interesting. I, well, well, here's here's what's true. It's like you know, you could have chosen not to answer my question, but your brain couldn't avoid my question. Exactly. It immediately went to an answer, and so your brain can't avoid questions. And it's sort of a super secret to to creating this proactivity. And many times, even I mean. 
it's the wrong questions people ask. You know, we, we, you and I have talked about this before. It's like, I mean, typically when, when we ask these punitive why questions, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it never produces the right results that you want. I saw you working with a group in Boston the other day, and it was mind-blowing to see how these middle and senior executive leaders were blown away when you said um, it's really about asking better questions that transforms your leadership. They, the, the reaction I saw them go through was profound. Well, here, here was what was interesting, because we were in the same room, and, and that was so fun doing it. You know, we, we do some of our greatest work when we do it together, don't we? It was a, it was a blast. <laughs> it was a blast, yep. And here's something really interesting that, that I saw, maybe you saw something different, is that the, the typical leadership action is is just to tell people. I'm going to tell them, I tell them, I tell them, I tell them. And the challenge with telling them is that you don't enroll their hearts in a solution, but also typically, Stephen, if I tell you to go do something and say you go do it and it doesn't work, what do you come back and tell me? You end up blaming me. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, you end up saying, well, you know, it's, I did what you told me to do. And you kind of pass that responsibility back to me. With zero ownership, zero ownership. Yep. Zero ownership. Exactly. And then we end up, you know, they end up playing the blame game. They're like, you know, you're blaming me because it didn't work and you're the one who did it. And I just think as leaders, we just have to stop the madness. Don't you think? Well, the one exactly. And the one I always heard, I heard it in Boston was, well, I've told, I've told Sally a hundred times the same thing, and I don't know why she doesn't get it. I don't know why she's not smart enough. I don't know why she won't listen to me. It's, it's so interesting how when this goes on and on and the, and the manager doesn't have the skill that you're talking about, they end up getting frustrated themselves. And then, like we saw in Boston, the one person goes, well, I just started thinking that maybe I hired the wrong people and my people were stupid. And everybody was laughing, but then everybody kind of stopped laughing and looked at themselves and went, Wait, that is me. I'm on a hamster. I'm a hamster on a treadmill, saying the same thing. So how do you how do you address that? Yeah, that's that, it, that is that is kind of the magic question that um, that that you and I are always like kind of working through and in, in working with people. So so here's the thing: every action produces a result. So I take an action, I get a result. So I'm telling them, and they're not taking any action. So we got to flip it around. And the truth is, is that in an organization, questions should go down and answers come up, not the other way around. Because if I'm always telling you, Stephen, I'm doing your thinking for you. And here's what we saw, like, with a lot of groups that that we work with is that, you know, they're like, my people don't think. My people don't think, right? Right. Isn't it crazy? Because we tell them all the time. It's like, well, it's because you're doing all the thinking for your team. Of course they don't think, because they're allowing you to think for them. Yep. So, so here's, here's a strategy that, that I want to give us real quick, okay? is It's the drama-free question matrix, and it's a matrix that you can use. It's a formula that you can pop in your own, your own words, make it your own. That's the key thing, because it's got to be authentic. It's got to come from a place of authentic authenticity, mm-hmm. because people feel you before they ever hear you. So if... You know, if it's not in your own words, they're going to feel like it's not authentic and they're not going to buy into it. So here's how it starts. Okay, it either starts with a what or a how plus an action verb. So something happens, and the way that you ask them to, the way that you get them to sort of create more ownership and sort of take their brain to a creative place is, you know, simple questions like, 
wow, so what would you like to do about that problem you have? Well, what would, how do you want to fix it? What else could you do? How can you solve this problem? Do you see how using this kind of creates a, it creates a more proactive, creative thought process? Well, that, absolutely. And then the other issue is, what I love about it is you're not taking the monkey off their back. You're actually saying the problem you have, what can you do about it? And what I love about it is you're keeping it on the person, on the team member, rather than taking it from them, which is great. Absolutely. And then you're allowing them to start to think for themselves. Because that's what, that's what we all want. I, uh, many people have seen that, that, we, that we work with, you know, they say, well, man, if my people could just think. Well, the reason they don't think is because you're doing all the thinking for them. And, and we've got to stop this madness. And we've got we've to help people with a tool that helps them think. Because many times what we tell them, this is what we tell them. We say, well, just, can you just think? Just think about it. But then we don't give them a process to think. Exactly. And so, Stephen, even using this on myself, so, like, something happens. You know, I, I take an action. Instead of just throwing up my hand and say, well, there's nothing I can do. You know, it is how it is. That person's never going to call me back. I go, okay, what else could I do to make this happen? How, how else could I make this a reality? How could I achieve my goal? And, it's, and it sends me down a creative thinking process. So even teaching your team members to use this tool, so instead of just saying, well, just think about it, well, just think more often. Stephen, we, we have to give them a tool. We have to teach them how to think. And using this framework, what or how, plus an action verb, causes people to think at a higher level. That's really great. And just right now in our conversation, I've been making notes, and you've already given like six different types of what and how questions. So it really flows from you. Is it possible for people to get that same level of comfort in asking the questions? Yeah. And you know, you know what it takes, Stephen? It takes practice. Okay. It, it takes practice. And I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, you don't, you never learn to ride a bicycle the first time. What, what happened when you, when you learned how to ride a bicycle? How did it work for you, Stephen? Mine was back in the 1970s, late seventies. And it was the painful thing of, Trial and error, trial and error, feeling very frustrated. And then I remember the magic of my mom screaming that I was doing it. And I thought she was still holding on to the bicycle. And I look back and she was actually like 30 yards behind me. But it was it was not easy. I remember that. Yeah. And so I, I think we, we rob people of the magic sometimes by not letting them trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. But, but the key thing is, is that, you know, you, you, you keep trying. You keep trying. I, I tell people all the time, you know, when, when you're using some of these coaching questions, you know, the first time you might not do it right. It might not come out quite right. But you keep trying. You try and you try. And, and, and it's, like, it's like building a muscle. You start to build and you start to create a muscle. And you get stronger with it. Well, you know, Same thing with these questions. Well, you know, what's interesting is you were talking about the bicycle thing, and I was just thinking about that. Not only was I elated when it happened, but I can honestly remember, I mean, it's, it's one of my most powerful childhood memories, like you're talking about, because I remember how deeply I was smiling from ear to ear. And I remember hopping in the car with my mom in this silver Honda wagon and driving home from West Creek Elementary School. And it was just at sunset. And I remember how incredibly powerful I felt 
because I was able to do that. And what's so interesting about that is the idea of um, competence breeds confidence. But I also think the fact that I remember that moment so vividly, I mean, literally sunset, I can see the asphalt, I can feel the asphalt that my bike was riding across on the back of West Creek Elementary School. So the fact that I have that profound of a visual memory that really speaks to what you're talking about, right? I mean, it anchored in me that I can do that. Isn't that what employees are able to do once they have that breakthrough? Uh, you know, absolutely. And then, and then they really feel empowered. And that's, and that's the key. It's like we talk about empowering people, right? It's sort of a buzzword mm-hmm. that we're going to empower our team. But even if they don't feel empowered, guess what? They are not empowered. Because really, at the end of the day, empowered is like confidence, it's just a feeling, mm-hmm. and it is, and it is, and it comes out of a confidence. You always feel more confident when you have confidence. But if we're not teaching people confidence, and Stephen, what, what people love about our training is that we just don't come in and just tell you a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but we actually take you through these processes where you're practicing how to do it. So you walk out of trainings and you actually have a level of confidence so that you feel more confident and more empowered. Well, that's, it's it's so funny you said that Dennis, because that email that I just saw from um, Harrisonburg, Virginia that came in and the woman said she went to her employee, the employee kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And she used your technique. And by simply hanging in there and asking the questions as that manager shared on the email, she had the breakthrough and she just used that one simple technique, and sure enough, the employee came up with the answer themselves, yet, as the email said, the employee had spent like three minutes trying to prove to the manager that she didn't know. So just by asking the questions, it ended up changing that manager's experience. And I, I loved how the manager said in the email, said, Eureka. <laughs> it was like, Eureka, it worked. <laughs> And not only that, that it's awesome that it worked, but there was that sense of empowerment that I heard from that email. Mm-hmm. It was almost like she was like just writing through the email going, you know what, I really can do this. Because sometimes we walk out of, you know, we read books or we walk out of things and maybe we get some knowledge, but it's like, well, can I really do that? Well, boy, that's easy for Dennis and Steven. Gosh, those guys can do that easy. But could I really do it? And, and I really saw like, you know, through that email, it was almost a sense of like, hey, I can do this. And so I just want to share with everybody, listen, you can do this. Okay, sometimes you, you hear these things, and a lot of times people hear things from me, and they go, oh, yeah, that's easy for you, Dennis. Listen, if I can do it, you can do it too. So let's recap that. It's it's what and an action verb and how and an action verb. So can you just kind of repeat some examples of that? Sure. So what are you going to do about that problem you have? How can you fix this solution? What's one thing you can do? What else could you try? How can you improve this situation? Now, now see, before we go, I, I, I do want to kind of bring up one thing that I think is very powerful, is that many times, I know this has been true in my own life, and I'm sure it's true in your own life, is that, you know, as leaders, it's like, you know, Stephen, we have hundreds of things to do, right? I mean, you see my to-do list, right? And I see yours, and it's like, holy cow, we got a lot of stuff to get done. And so many times as leaders, it's like we want to just, like, hurry and get a bunch of things off our, off our plate, right? Mm-hmm. 
But there are certain things that don't come off our plate very easily, like systemic cultural things. Maybe that's been ingrained inside of the culture that, boy, this isn't. We're not going to fix this in one training. We're not going to fix this in one meeting. I'm not going to fix this in one coaching session. And so what happens is that people sort of get despondent. But here's a key question when that comes up, because I think some people are thinking, boy, I'd like sure to try that, but that's not going to be fixed today. So I always sort of ask this question. It's like, you know, what's one thing I can do today that improves this situation just a little bit? It's like, how can I move the ball forward just a little bit today? Because the truth is, there is always something you can do. There might be problems with team members or cultural or organizational problems that you can't fix today. But the key is, there is always something you can do. That is really good. Because one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the manager who says they're in crisis mode and they live in crisis mode. So couldn't a manager actually do the what and the how questions on themselves? That is the key to getting yourself out of your own personal drama. You know, some people, they they enjoy that crisis mode. Mm -hmm. But I always like to step back and go, okay, yes, this is, maybe this is the truism or this is the reality. And I think all progress starts with telling the truth. Many times we we don't really tell the truth and tell the truth on ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe there's something that I procrastinated on. And I go, okay, well, what could I do today to make this a little better? There are things, there are projects, Stephen, that I procrastinate on. I'm, I'm sure if you're honest, you probably procrastinate on stuff, right? We all kind of do. It's sort of the secret sin that nobody talks about. Sure. And, and so I always like to use it on myself and go, okay, this is something that I haven't done, and it's hard. You know, maybe it's difficult for me. And so I step back and I go, okay, what could I do today to move it forward just a little bit? And I start to get creative instead of just like throwing up my hands or, or even worse, like just kind of flogging myself. Oh, tennis shirt, just an idiot. You just blah, 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 blah. Right? Don't we do that? Absolutely. And it just hit me as you were talking about that. So because you're able to do this for yourself, you could do this as it relates to yourself as a spouse or as a parent or even as a member of your own extended family, right? I mean, you could you could look back and say, what could I be doing differently? Like, I don't spend enough time with my wife, and we used to have date night, and I know that we don't. So even though that's true, what could I do to make date night possible again, right? Great example. Great example. Because, because remember, that when you ask yourself that question, your brain can't ignore it. It immediately starts being creative. And then all of our behavior is based out of our thinking. And so we kind of step back and go, my questions are what's driving my behavior. So if I'm not happy with the behavior of my team, I'm not happy with my own behavior, which happens. You know, we're all human. I step back and I just got to change the question because my question is driving my behavior and leaders' questions are really what's driving the team's behavior. So we've got blaming and then asking the wrong questions, and every action produces a result. So reminding ourselves that every action produces a result and that it's really the questions that we're asking that enable our people to think. Have I followed that? That's exactly, it's exactly what we're saying. And at the end of the day, Stephen, it's our questions that are really driving our results. So if leaders are not happy with the results in their team, they've got to step back and change the question 
and just using the drama-free matrix question process, okay, what plus an action verb or how plus an action verb is going to make all of the difference. So I'd, I'd love to get some feedback, you know, let's, let's have people email us and let us know, you know, how you used it or what happened with your team. We'd love to hear from you. That's outstanding. I love how concrete this is and how you're able to use it immediately. And in fact, I'm going to use it thinking about my own personal life as soon as we get off the phone. This is great. Hey, you know, you know, I, I think I'm going to take out my journal here in just a couple minutes and uh, we'll walk through a, a situation that uh, I'm dealing with and, and use it on myself. So, and I, and I just want to encourage, you know, everybody listening, maybe before you go work on it with your team, sort of take it, just, just take the tool and use it on yourself and, and just see what kind of results and see what kind of thoughts come for you. And if you get overwhelmed, if I heard you right, simply stop and take a moment and say, okay, what's one thing I can do today to start to make a difference? Yeah, because the truth is there is always something you can do. It might be hard. It might be difficult. You might not be able to fix it today, but there is always, always something you can do. Thank you so much, Dennis. This is awesome. Hey, this is great, Stephen. I, I got I, I to gotta run here. I'm sure you got to run. We're, you know, we're, we're catching flights and yep. traveling the world. So I'm glad we took this time. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for listening today. Hopefully you'll take action on One Power Strategy immediately. Our passion is to help people just like you. We believe you can create a high-trust, high-performance team that produces better results faster. And you can do it without working harder in less time. For more fast action techniques and strategies, go now to www.dramafreeresults.com.